WKYT Podcast. This is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, April Philpotts. Hello, podcast listeners. I hope you are doing well. We have made it to March, and for those of us here in Kentucky, that means the start of March Madness and basketball craziness. Next week, many of us will travel down to Nashville for the SEC tournament to cheer on the UK Wildcats. It is a city that so many of us here in the bluegrass love for its nonstop music, its food scene, and just the great vibe you get from being there. But sadly, this week, that city and others in the Volunteer State were hit hard with devastating and deadly tornadoes. For this week's episode of Uniquely Kentucky, I wanted to check in on a dear friend of mine who lives in Nashville, who got his career in country music going right here in Kentucky. He attended Campbellsville University. Brandon Holder may be a Tennessee native, but early on in his music career, he could be found playing in and around the Lexington area. He now lives in Nashville with his family full-time, playing Lower Broadway, and just putting out some great music. Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpott is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps, available on the App Store and Google Play. Brandon Holder, welcome to Uniquely Kentucky. First off, you and your wife Ashley live just outside of Nashville, so I want to talk about the deadly tornadoes that hit in Nashville and just outside of the area. You guys are okay, but I know that it's such an impact on living there. You have friends that have been impacted. So what has this week been like for you guys down there in the Music City? It was something that just kind of came out of nowhere. They talked about bad storms, and sometimes you kind of disregard, you know, the weather sometimes, but then it got pretty serious kind of. To, ha- to come through downtown Nashville is something that hasn't happened since 98. So normally it's on the outskirts of Nashville, more rural areas. So that was kind of the thing that was crazy about it. And also you have a lot of condo living in Nashville, which is pretty dangerous for a tornado. I mean, mm-hmm. a house is dangerous, but condo. And so it, it really wiped out a lot of Germantown in East, Tim- in east uh, Nashville and then made its way, you know, east into Mount Julian and Cookville, and some friends lost a lot of things. There's some friends that lost everything, and then there's some, uh, but the greatest thing about it is all folks that I know, they were safe, and they can always rebuild. Brandon, Nashville is like a lot of places. When things like this happen, people really pull together. They jump into action. I know you're in the music community down there. I'm sure going forward that that's probably something that the artists and musicians there are really going to come together to help out both this city and this state. Absolutely. And I already have some friends that are putting together benefits, shows, uh, I'm sure. I know CMT is working with the Red Cross on doing donations um, via text, or um, I think they're doing a country music star phone-a-thon tomorrow afternoon or this evening. And then Project 615 is a um, T-shirt company here that makes local T-shirts. They bring back various things of old Nashville and put it on shirts in unique ways. And I know they've made a Nashville strong t-shirt it's already it's pre-ordered they won't be ready for another 10 days because i think they lost power at third place in east nashville and they've already raised 100 grand in two days 
Well, Nashville is certainly a place that is special to me. It's one of my most favorite cities, and we actually have a t-shirt company here kind of doing the same thing, raising some money, Shop Local, Kentucky, and they did a Nashville Strong shirt, and I can tell you mine is already ordered, and it was my way of to support a city that I love. Uh, Brandon, let's talk about you and your music. A lot of folks may have wandered into a honky-tonk on Lower Broadway in Nashville and actually heard you sing. Maybe they didn't know that you got your start maybe in Kentucky. Talk to me about your music there playing in town. Right. I work mainly with the stage on Broadway. That's the main bar I work with. And then also I work with bootleggers and then Whiskey Row. And sometimes I'll fill in at other places, but that's pretty much my home in Nashville when we're not out of town. You moved to town with a dream of obviously pursuing your music, writing music. Uh, talk to me about that because there are so many people that are doing just that every single day. So how do you make yourself stand out, be one of those guys that gets noticed and gets a good gig there on Lower Broadway and then can then work on their own music? Mainly, it's I, I say Nashville is it's like any job that you pursue. If you're willing to put in the work and do the work, you will eventually get noticed and you will eventually make enough contacts. And I always say that your network equals your net worth. Mm. So the more more people you shake hands with, and just and when you get an opportunity to play or somebody to hear you, then you'll make sure you're prepared and ready to go and then hopefully they take a liking to what you do. I've been fortunate. I mean, I moved down here kind of blind a little bit, but uh, this, this will be my eighth full year as far as playing music for it. No way. It's been that long? Yeah, that was too, late 2012 is whenever I began coming down here. Let's go back to the beginning. Well, I know that this podcast is called Uniquely Kentucky. I know that you have some Tennessee ties, but you have some Kentucky ties, too. But talk to me about music in general for you. Where did you get your musical influence from, Brandon? From my dad's side of the family. My family, they for over 40 years, uh, would travel and sing Southern Gospel music in Central Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. And so I, as I got older, I, they put me behind drums and started we played pretty much every Sunday. I played somewhere, and I mean, I, at that age, I was coming along. I wasn't you know, great by no means, but it was. They they made sure they exposed me to it, and and also the other thing too, they let me choose what I wanted to do. Same with sports too. It was it was never anything forced on me. I never took lessons growing up. It was all just learn by ear and fool around with it. Sure. And the. the the thing that's crazy is everybody that comes from Kentucky and they come to a show and then knows my, if I know them, they kind of know my story. But then everybody in Tennessee, because I moved from Lexington back to Nashville, they all think that I'm from Kentucky. Yeah, I was born in Portland, Tennessee, but we lived in Allen County, Scottsdale, Kentucky, yeah. uh, up until fourth grade before we moved across the state line into Westmore. You eventually made your way to Campbellsville University, and your music, it seems, really continued even through college then. Well, I played piano since I was around six or seven, okay. just doodling, doodling around on it, and I played like, in the youth group at church growing up, and I, I was the drummer at my church growing up from age eight until 18. Wow. And I never really had a, a – I, I didn't plan on playing college football. I just was going to – either go to Tennessee Tech or UT or, you know, where a lot of friends were going. And 
I had a really great senior year of football as a receiver and had a lot of calls and Campbellsville just seemed a little more like home whenever I got there and the coaching staff, the community uh, was similar to what I'd grown up around and then obviously it was a Christian college so the, the faith base of it was definitely something I was familiar with and been a, around my entire life and got there and didn't play guitar till I got to college. I borrowed a buddy's guitar from across the hall and I took it over to the music building and I knew how to play piano so I would hit a chord and then I would find it on the guitar and then I kept learning different chords. I'd watch other people's hands because I, I never, I was always piano and drums and played a little bit of saxophone growing up. Wow. And, and I would, I taught myself to play guitar and never, because you really couldn't have a drum set or a piano in your dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> then so barely had enough space. Never had barely had enough space for a TV and bunk bed. So, well, I began playing uh, piano at a few local churches there, including uh, one of the black churches. Uh, the pastor I went at sang special one Sunday, and after I went and sang uh, for their special singing, they had no piano player, and they offered me every Sunday the piano position, and they they paid me fifty dollars every Sunday, and it and it was actually in Black Nat, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. How about that? I have known you for a number of years. I first met you at the Race for the Cure in downtown Lexington, and Brandon, that seems like eons ago. What was it like getting your start playing in and around town? Because at that time, you were really just out there sort of beating the street at the time, just trying to find places to play your music. Yep, and I, I transferred from uh, Scottsville, Kentucky, where I was working for U.S. Bank. I transferred um, to the U.S. Bank on Nicholson Road just as a banker. And I was playing here and there, like if I could find, you know, something, talk to somebody where they, you know, let you have a couple hours a night. And then I guess I took a promotion about eight months in while I was in Lexington, which put me on the road for U.S. Bank. And I was in eastern Kentucky for a week once a month. I was in east Tennessee for a week once a month. I would travel to, you know, Moorhead every other Wednesday or Thursday, or I'd be in Springfield, Kentucky, and then I started taking my guitar with me, and then start and, I, and because I was working on the business side for U.S. Bank, I started meeting a lot of business owners, restaurants, and bars, and whatnot, and we'd start talking about music, and then they would give me the opportunity to pretty much at first play for my meals. That, that was you know you, you want to come play six to eight or seven to nine, then we'll give you a free meal and, you know, whatever to get tipped. And then finally that turned into actually getting paid for that. <laughs> and so I, when I would travel, I would make sure I would schedule me one or two things that night. And then I started meeting a lot of other folks at those restaurants and that, that were just patrons of the place. And then that turned into I started playing a tailgate outside Nutter Fieldhouse there at UK for, I guess I played it three or four years for um, some guys from eastern Kentucky and, a few guys from Central Kentucky, and I did that almost every home game, and then I did it a little bit whenever I moved back here. But it just got to where traveling on Saturday and playing, yeah. you know, Friday was. But I, I mean, that was met some awesome people, and still, and that's I see most of all those folks at least once a year because they all it seems like everybody comes to Nashville once a year. Brandon, do you ever think when you're up there on the stage now playing and singing, do you think back about all those times that you were lugging that guitar around just hoping uh, that somebody would notice you? 
Yeah, I mean, I did it as a side gig mainly. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my my regular gig, so it was extra money that you know that was fun to make. You know, to but then because I was always under the impression that unless you signed a record deal, you couldn't play music for a living. Mm-hmm. And and so, but then started getting where I was playing on the side, making pretty decent money, and then we, I took the the leap. I guess late 2012 was whenever. I started coming down maybe once, one time a week, and I had a friend from high school who knew somebody in Nashville who was connected with, with a few folks on Broadway, and they, I went down there, no band, I mean, because every band I'd put together had been mostly people from, you know, the Lexington area, sure. if I ever had to do a band. And then I, the guy I knew in Lexington knew a guitar player in Nashville, and then when I met Cole, and Cole was 18 years old. He was very green, but he knew everybody in Nashville, and we put a band together, and Cole plays for Colt Ford now, but he uh, he still comes and plays with me a few times a year whenever um, I need a, you know, a sub. But all, all the guys that I've worked with from initially, I mean, most of them are still, I still get to play with them, you know, a few times a year, and they've moved on to bigger and better things from, you know, Dustin Lynch to their various other artists but it's just it was a blessing when and i knew it was kind of right because that was 2012 and then 2013 i commuted from lexington to nashville every wednesday and i well, i would stay with my cousin in west nashville or i'd stay at my mom's house which from downtown nashville mom's house is a good 50 minutes you know drive at night and so i would do that and just kept taking any gig that was offered talking to folks I do some acoustic duo stuff with a few folks, and then uh, I think that year I played over 200 shows in 2012, and I've not played less than 200 shows since then. So I've actually had a few years where it's been 300 shows, and that's because you know, I play acoustic gig during the day, then play a band gig at night. Type of sure. thing. That's the great thing about Nashville is you have music from 10 a.m. to 2:30 a.m. So that's and and now that you have. I don't know, 60-something stages, there's a lot of options. Yeah, you could literally, it seems, play every hour of the day if you wanted to in Nashville. Brandon, are you writing music now? And if you are, is that music out in the world? Do other artists have it? Are they playing your music? I've um, written since college, and I'm not, it's not my favorite thing to do as far as every single day. But when I get a good idea, I'll sit down and write it. And I've done a lot of co-writes, and I have lot of songs but the one thing I've never done is uh, like an album or an EP mm-hmm. that's something we're going to ch- change this year I've been we've been putting together some stuff because I'll be honest with you I don't like listening to myself sing I, 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 and I like a live setting you know getting into a vocal booth in a studio is just very you're just kind of staring at a wall and singing it's hard to create that same energy you would create on stage with you know feeding off of a crowd type of thing but we're going to hopefully get at least a you know, five-song EP done this year, and we've got a few songs, too, that I've written with a few folks um, that we're hoping to pitch to a few bigger artists this year. Good deal. That goes well. There's a question I have to ask. I have always wanted to know this. As a guy that is singing on Lower Broadway, is there a song that you say, if I have to sing this song one more time or if someone requests this particular song one more time, I'm going to go crazy. Is there one? Uh, the only thing, I, I guess the Sweet Home Alabama, Wagon Wheel, <laughs> Freebird, those three are kind of, the, I guess, a lot of folks get tired of. But yeah. for me, those three songs are 
easy to sing, and and I always say if somebody gives a hundred bucks for Freebird, it, I mean that's a little bit more per minute. But if somebody gives a hundred bucks for Wagon Wheel, hundred bucks in three and a half minutes, that's a pretty good <laughs> pretty good wage. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I'd rather sing that song than a Bon Jovi song because it's just hard to sing. It's amazing the Nashville that you and I know right now. It's very different. It's a very different Nashville. I think even than probably right in the Nashville we knew five years ago because of just how many people are moving to the city every day, the growth, the development. I'm curious, have you seen Music Row and Lower Broadway change any, or is it pretty much just the same kind of place in terms of uh, the music? It's. I mean, Broadway's still Broadway. It's a lot more competition, obviously, between the bars. But, again, there's still, when you have a million people since 2018 move in to Nashville and the surrounding area, and then you have, I mean, I think BNA has broken records each year the last three years as far as travel into Nashville. Yeah. And, and, and if you book a flight to Nashville, it's typically more expensive than booking a flight out of Nashville. So that's when, how you know it's kind of yeah. – that's definitely changed. And then growing up, whenever we would come to Nashville when I was younger, I mean, I remember when, I mean, there was hardly anything down here, and you didn't really go to Broadway or Second Avenue because it was a lot of crime and sure. um, just a, not a very good place to be. What do you think of country music these days? You know, sometimes it gets a bad rap. It might be a little too pop in nature. There's bro country. Some people say it's not real country. What's your take from a guy that, that's singing country most every night? I think it all just revolves. I think it's just that you get, it just, it's almost like an evolution where you'll get some stuff like you hear some 90s stuff coming back, the sound, you hear some even old Waylon and Willie Merle stuff coming back, a lot of Americana stuff. Yeah. You know, popular now. So I think it all just revolves. I mean, I, I personally love the 80s and 90s country era, mm-hmm. but also I'm a huge Willie Nelson fan, but you know they they didn't like Cash back when he came out. They didn't like Willie when he came out, but they all had successful careers because again, just it evolves and yeah, you know there's there's some stuff that I like, there's some stuff that I don't care for. But again, it's all I always say: if, as long as you can make some money doing whatever, keeping up with the times and creating your own sound, then that's the. Uh, that's the main goal. Brayden, next week, the Big Blue Nation is going to invade Nashville and lower Broadway for the SEC tournament. What's that like, having so many people from, you know, back home, you know, where you kind of got your start, uh, you know, in the bars and stuff, music? What's it like having folks like that come down and, and be there for uh, the long weekend, that kind of thing, when U.K. basketball is in town? Well, it's 20,000 people inside of Bridgestone and then 30,000 U.K. fans out on the street. <laughs> And definitely trumps any other SEC school that comes to town. And, and it's one of those things I get to see a lot of friends, a lot of folks. Like I say, I see once a year. And then there's also there's sometimes there's people that make the trip that I haven't seen in five years. So it, that's it's awesome. The buzz is great on the street. Um, it's and honestly, it's always the uh, it's the one week of the year that I, I usually end up singing my old Kentucky home at least three or four times. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. So this, this will be my, my fifth one because I think the other two years they were St. Louis and Atlanta. Right, right. Good deal. So we, we love having it in Nashville, it's for sure. And I think everybody else loves it being in Nashville as well. You know, a lot of people are going to be rolling into town later next week and 
um, enjoying the city. And I know the city is going through a lot right now, but music is the one thing that really sort of brings us all together. And do you anticipate that, you know, the city is going to feel a little lift with things like this going on and, and fans who really care coming into the city and just wanting to show their love for Nashville? Absolutely, for sure. Brandon, if people are headed to Nashville, maybe for the SEC tournament, or maybe they're just coming down some other time and want to enjoy uh, everything that Lower Broadway has to offer, where can people find you? How do they keep up with where your shows are and what's going on with your music? It's brandonholder.com uh, as far as the website, and then it has all my social media on there and, and the Instagram and um, Twitter and Snapchat and what all the other stuff that I don't. I'm horrible at. It's Holder Show. <laughs> Is the is the name for that, but that has my calendar, and then I'll occasionally put out a Facebook post or Instagram. Most of the time, if it's Instagram or Snapchat, it's my wife doing it for me. She is a good woman, that wife Ashley of yours. Talk to me about what it's been like having a little one in the mix, because here you're out playing music, and sometimes you're out at crazy hours. So, what's it like been having a little one at home that now you're having to chase around on top of everything else? Oh, it's it's still. I mean, it's just business as normal when it comes to that. Only you just we have an extra person to take care of. But Ash is fantastic. Whenever taking care of him, whenever I'm gone, and it works out to where when you know she's at work, I'm able to be at home. So that's been we get a lot of time with him, and he loves music. He has his drum set. He's 16 months old. He's got his guitar. Even though he wants, we pretty much have to strum every guitar in my guest room that has our hanging guitars. We do that at least once a day. He loves music and loves to dance, and it's just it's been awesome. He's been such a blessing. Brandon, I appreciate your time. Uh, you've been a great friend for a long time. We always appreciate your music, and I hope that the folks that are listening, if they're ever in Nashville, they'll go and uh, check out Brandon Holder, uh, see where he's playing, the Holder Show. Buddy, I appreciate your time, and just uh, keep up the great work. And even though you might have those Tennessee ties, we're going to claim you always here in Kentucky, and we appreciate it, and just best of luck to you. Absolutely. Love being great friends with you and Steve, and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank okay. you for having me.